this is the old show feed for the LGBTQ podcast that gives you news and views from a non-straight perspective. We took the eight out of the name, so the podcast was renamed Not Straightcast, all spelled out as of episode 32. The last episode on this old feed is episode 35. Episode 36 and beyond are now located on the new feed. All the links are located on our website, notstraightcast.com, where you can search for Not Straightcast in your favorite podcast app. Also, visit notstraightworld.com for links to all of our websites. If ensuring speed and security for your websites is a top priority for you, then search no further than Vox Onyx's shared website hosting plans. Vox Onyx uses SSD-powered servers and provides numerous site acceleration tools that will make your websites load noticeably faster. Additionally, Vox Onyx has deployed ZFS data storage to shield your website contents from corruption. Also, Voxonix will manage the task of migrating all the websites you need to their system at no cost to you. Get started with a free 30-day trial. You don't even need a credit card at voxonix.com. That's V-O-X-O-N-X.com. Afterwards, it's only $4.42 per month. Visit voxonix.com to get started now. This is Not Straight Cast with Jason Bailey and Joe Kreiner. Welcome to episode four. I'm Jason Bailey. I'm Joe Kreiner. Hi, Jason. How's it going, Joe? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So we made past- it. We made it to episode four. Yeah, I'm past my birthday, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about how that went here. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we've got three of these under our belt. This one is now the uh, the fourth episode. I uh, how you feeling? I'm good. I really liked the last episode. To be honest with you. It was fantastic. Yeah. the The weather is getting better. the uh, The sunlight is out. the mm-hmm. uh, The days are longer, and it's just overall a little bit of a nicer, uh, a little bit of a, a nicer life for everybody right now. Uh, speaking of which, you had uh, a birthday recently. I did. Yeah. And, yeah. And um, well, remember how I was talking on the last show that. Yeah, my birthday sometimes have a tendency to be a sad affair. Well, yeah, <laughs> this one went right as I expected, right down the shitter as I expected it. So, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, we'll talk about what happened here. So, okay, sure. So let's rewind the last weekend. My birthday was on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's rewind to that past weekend there. So I, I was at the laundromat with my ex, mm-hmm. and um, he was like, uh, "Yeah, do you want to?" Um, go out to eat for your birthday. I'll pay. I'm kind of like, well, you know, it's like we're going to come in this weird situation. And basically I had to backtrack a little bit and just mention that we're broken up, but we still live together. And eventually he's going to be moving. Yeah. Nonetheless. Um, I was like, well, I feel kind of awkward about that because it's kind of like, I don't expect you to do anything for me for my birthday. You know, we are kind of just split up and everything. And well, so I thought those plans were kind of dead because that situation and that conversation turned awkward. So yeah. I was kind of like, okay, well, fine. This idea is dead. So then I think Monday you asked me, hey, do you want to do something for your birthday? 
I was like, why don't we go eat at um, the place by your house? Yeah. And, uh, you know, so we made plans and everything. Well, let's get up to uh, late Thursday night of that week. And he comes and asks me there whether I still want to go out to eat. And I'm like, well, I thought we had this awkward conversation and that plans were off the table. And plus I have plans with Jason now. He's like, fine, you go have fun with your boyfriend. And I'm like, Jason's not my boyfriend. <laughs> you know, we're just going out for dinner, you know? And yeah. We may go out to the bar later on or something like that. Yeah. Anyways, we get all pissed off. So, okay. Come Friday, you messaged me around 2, 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, guess what? I'm not feeling well. I can't. Yeah. I can't make tonight. So I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm just kind of like, okay, now I have no plans whatsoever. Yeah. And my ex is now mad at me. Jason's not feeling well. So I ended up talking to you for a little while. And then you told me your whole entire list of things that are wrong with you. And I was like, oh man, I don't feel so bad now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, Jason, we talked on the phone for about an hour that night. I, uh, I remember I made a joke at the end of the conversation. I was like, we should have just recorded this. It's as long as an episode of our podcast. But, uh, yeah, but, uh, I ended up, uh, with some ailments that, uh, forced me to go to the doctor. I got put on multiple different antibiotics and the initial thing that, uh, that was wrong with me was feeling a little bit better. But the problem was with all the medicine in my system, I just felt like garbage and I didn't want to be a Debbie Downer that night, but man, you know, you're right. Birthdays, uh, birthdays are always, uh, maybe not for some people, but for you, it seems. And for me as well, I, a letdown, a disappointment. You're kind of hoping something cool happens. Something cool generally does not happen on your birthday. Like a three-way or something like that, right? (laughs) You know, I don't even care about a three-way. I'll just, I'll just take multiple flavors of chicken wings and some good company. You know what I mean? But some thing, something that you don't actually know uh, is that I had contacted somebody from the bar that we were going to go to uh-huh. to see if I, maybe we could get a cake or put up some decorations for that night. I, Aww. Yeah, and they, uh, they read the message and never responded back. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's it's kind of... I, it's, you know, if, if that had happened, if they had responded back and, uh, we got the bar all decorated and got a cake and stuff, I still would have been too sick to go. So I would have been like, Joe, you have to go to the bar without me. Well, (laughs) you know what I ended up doing actually after I cried, (laughs) (laughs) I, I realized I have a paper to get done for school. So yeah. I kind of just sat down and I plowed through a 10 page paper for school. Oh, wow. On my birthday and got it done and got yeah. it submitted. Damn. And the next day it came back and it needed revisions. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, it was only one small thing. I uh, sent it in. I actually had just made a mistake in the paper and, and identifying like uh, we're talking about change management and with change management. Yeah. Basically, the whole entire idea is with this class, at least, is that the scenario I was faced with is that this company was transitioning from a traditional organization. That's kind of like, you know, everything comes from the top down. Yeah. It's like you do this, you do that. There's no room for creativity or learning or anything like that. Yeah. 
anyway, there's there's something called Woolner's five stage model in which uh, a company goes from being a traditional organization to a learning organization. Okay. And my goal in this one question they asked me for this paper that I was writing was to identify which stage of this model that they were in. Okay. And to explain why. Well, I picked the wrong one, apparently. Uh, so oh, no. <laughs> nonetheless, anyways, I got that all straightened out finally and uh, got that paper in. It got accepted. The class has passed. So we can finally move on from that. That's good. So, uh, the ex and I talked. He kind of felt sorry for me. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, it all worked out fine. I went out the next night. I had a decent night. I won't say it's like absolutely incredible. Yeah. A few people did wish me a happy birthday. It was kind of nice, but um, that's good. You know, it was kind of like, you know what? I'm getting to the point now. I'm getting older Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like, I don't really care about that much because now I'm just starting to get old. Yeah. And it's really frustrating because it feels like time is starting to slip away from you. I agree. I think uh, also for my birthday this year, which is next month, I, I'm i not even going to... it, by the way? Just out of I, curiosity. April 11th. April 11th, okay. I don't, think that, I don't think that I'm going to ask anybody to do anything. I think that I'm going to put my Venmo up on Facebook and say, everybody Venmo me five bucks, and then I'm going to... Order. Can, can you do me one favor though? Is that yeah. they'll come back the next day and be like, nobody sent me money. Oh yeah, no, no, no. nobody's. I, gonna I've, s- I've I've seen people do that, and it's like, oh my god, seriously. Oh no, nobody's going to send me money. Nobody ever sends anybody money whenever whenever they post their Venmo on Facebook. Right. But uh, I'm going to order I like five or six different flavors of wings and just have a little wing buffet and watch a movie on my couch. Speaking of ordering wings, are they actually going to get delivered? Because you've been having trouble with that lately, haven't you? Yeah. So this is something that I wonder if any of our listeners can relate to. I uh, so recently the uh, the amount of contracted drivers seems to have decreased, and by contracted drivers, what I mean is like Uber, Lyft, Uber Eats, uh, Grubhub, DoorDash. Uh, Postmates, all of those sorts of things. So I've noticed I've been trying to take Ubers and Lyfts to, well, like the doctor's appointment, things like that. Okay. And rides that used to be like $8 with like a three-minute wait are now $25 and $30, and it's like a 16 to 25-minute wait. Is it actually Uh, like surge pricing whenever you're doing that, or is it just normal pricing? No. So what I'm doing is I'm checking it throughout the day. Uh, be like, okay, I need to go to the doctors here in a couple hours. Let's see what Lyft looks like right now in Uber. And then I'll check from time to time uh, to see if it goes down or up. And it's just consistently that high. Hmm. And, and how long has that been going on for? I I started noticing about three weeks ago. Okay. Uh, whenever I started trying to get uh, a ride to my vaccination appointments. Mm-hmm. And then I recently... I've been ordering food from Grubhub and uh, Uber or uh, DoorDash, and two nights ago, I my Grubhub order sat for like an hour and a half, and no drivers picked it up, and then it just canceled. Hmm. And th- then yesterday, I or I thought maybe it was because it was later at night. Yesterday, I ordered from DoorDash. I 
And again, it sat there for an hour and a half and no drivers went to pick it up and it just canceled. So I made a Facebook post about it uh, because I was curious because I have a lot of friends that are drivers. Yeah. And I was like, you know, has something happened in this industry that is causing this? And the responses that I got kind of made sense. I A couple of people said that because of the stimulus that we just got, drivers are <clears throat> taking a break. I And a couple of other people said because gas prices have gone up so high, people are finding other ways to make income besides driving. Well, let me ask you some questions about this here. One, do you have the sure. Grubhub like premium thing where you subscribe where you get the free delivery? I do not because okay. I'm frequently bouncing between apps and I okay, haven't wanted I just, to commit to one. Because I just use Grubhub myself. Okay. And I actually subscribe to the Grubhub premium, I think it is. Okay. And I can say actually I've not had any trouble getting things delivered. Oh, wow. Also, too, if you don't mind me asking, how much are you tipping? I'm tipping well. I usually tip between 25 and 30%, but okay. my, my order is only like 30, 40 bucks. So that only equates okay. well, to that, like... Okay, I mean, that's not bad. That's actually, that's, I mean, that's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, you know, that'd be a reasonable tip because honestly, I mean, like my orders for maybe two people mm -hmm. are like around 60. And so I would tip like 20%. Okay. So, yeah, but I'm thinking that, yeah, the stim the stimulation <laughs> or the stimmy the stimmy as <laughs> as the youth refer to it which believe it or not i actually haven't gotten mine yet i'll i'll i looked at the irs website i'm getting mine on wednesday so i know i'm getting it it's just i'm in that second group apparently uh, that happened the first time same with me mine yeah. was uh mine is scheduled to be mailed on the 26th ew yuck yeah getting it mailed Ew. I'm yeah sorry. I, I didn't know that because last the last two were direct deposited, but since I huh. filed I filed a tax return again since ah, then. I see. Okay. And I, I owed the government money. I see. So there was no direct deposit information for me. Okay, yeah. So basically in that case then Yeah. yeah once you get it then at that point, I'm assuming use the pay off your taxes, huh? Uh yeah, well I mean I uh, Joe Biden past uh tax relief up to uh ten thousand dollars worth of income oh okay so then at that point actually that what you owed became not owed all of a sudden well i don't know so my uh my income was on unemployment was thousand okay. uh so it's only going to cover half of it but i don't know what's going to happen with the tax brackets and you know things like that we'll see i i tried to log into the irs website to see how much i owed and it requires me to have a credit card so it's, it's so weird you sure, I, you sure that's the right website it, <laughs> it is tax scam.com it uh in order to verify your identity you have to have a credit card number that's in your name oh okay so you uh, charge like a dollar to it or something like that yeah well no just to verify your identity or you have to have a student loan id number which i do uh, not have uh and can't find well it's, aren't you lucky <laughs> different things like that oh no 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 i have student loans but with, they're with oh. private they're with private collectors now <laughs> oh okay so i don't have the original student id number but um but yeah, all that stuff yeah the other thing is there with all that is gas prices as well i mean gas prices haven't gone up that much though like for example here in pennsylvania mm -hmm. they went from like 293 yeah 309 that's not that's maybe 
what a um i mean that's what 15 cent or so difference right honestly i mean with driving that i mean car holds what 10 gallons of gas we'll just say on average maybe yeah that's not that big of a deal you mean um i'm i'm, I'm not sure what caused many people to stop driving yet and it surprised me that you were having so much trouble because i order and i mm-hmm. get my stuff perfectly fine all the time oh wow I'm, I'm not sure whether maybe being subscribed to the premium is helping or whether it's just maybe where i live because i live right outside of the city of pittsburgh yeah so I don't actually live in the city of Pittsburgh, but I would think actually you would be easier to get to and have more places around you. Yeah, one of them was just uh, a restaurant that was only about a mile away, less than a okay. mile away. Uh, the other one was a restaurant that was about a mile and a half away in East Liberty. Yeah, that's really odd as to why you would have so much trouble there, It's yeah, which which was kind of surprising me whenever I was reading it. So I wanted to save this discussion for yeah. whenever we did the show here because I... Because I was just reading this, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is weird. It's so weird. And, you know, uh, so the second order, or uh, another order, uh, was from McDonald's. Okay. I know, I know, McDonald's. <laughs> but they just came out with, I'm a slut for good chicken sandwiches. Yeah, and they have good chicken sandwiches, I'll be honest with you. Well, they yeah, they just came out with that new one. It's like a bigger, fatter, spicy chicken sandwich. It's not like their McChicken. You know what I mean? The fat and sassy, the McFat and McSassy. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, I got to try that. I got to, you know. And uh, it took about an hour and a half before oh a driver signed on to, to pick it up. And I was like, okay, this, this order is getting canceled. And then I got a notification saying so-and-so is on their way to the restaurant to retrieve your order. And I'm like, dude, it's been an hour and a oh, half. God. That... That has the, yeah, that has been absolutely awful at this point. Yeah. Right? So it arrived oh, no. about, I would say, about two hours after the initial order. So it was uh, it was two-hour-old McDonald's, basically, is, is what I paid all of those delivery fees and the tip and all that kind of stuff for. So I was just kind of like, you know what, maybe next time I'll order from a place right here in my town and just walk to pick it up. <laughs> this is probably why you needed the antibiotics, to be honest with you. Yeah. Oh my God. That's uh, probably got so much preservatives in it that it didn't matter, but yeah. Or you'll live forever. One or the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I think we need to get into the news here at this point, right? Yeah. So, yeah. uh, before, you know, before we continue talking about all of the uh, the different tangents that we've gone on, uh, let's talk about uh, Marvel. And yeah. uh, the, they've introduced a gay Captain America uh, in the comics for Pride Month. Do you want to walk us through that? Yeah, so Aaron Fisher, he's being introduced as the Captain America of the Railways in the United States of Captain America which features Rogers linking up with other people who have taken up the mantle of Captain America to defend their communities on a quest to find his lost shield, according to Marvel. Wow. So um, the comics writer, Joshua Trujillo, T-R-U-J-I-L-L-O, Trujillo, I think. Trujillo, yeah. Yeah. See, he said that Aaron is inspired by heroes of queer community, activists, leaders, and everyday folks pushing for a better life. So... Um, yeah, it's already psyched for the inclusivity people are, yeah, especially as it retains the superhero monkier uh, that's familiar to the general public. 
So, um, yeah, what do you think about this? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a really comic book fan, so I think you probably would be more than, than I would, right? Sure, yeah. So this is, um, when they do stuff like this, I, I, well, let me, let me start over again. I'm not exactly sure how I feel about it. I think a lot of people are going to be pumped. I, but it's kind of like when Walmart shows up at Pittsburgh pride, (laughs) you know what I mean? Right. Um, they, they're just kind of trying to make a buck off the queer community. Uh, and let me, let me explain why I feel that way. Um, this is a one-off comic run. Okay. Oh, well, it, that, yeah, that makes sense then. Huh? Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, not a continuing this, series. Right. It's not uh, canonical. So this new gay Captain America isn't going to show up in the next issue of Avengers. It's not going to show up in the main comic books a year from now. This guy, this new gay Captain America is going to get his own limited run series that will end and then never continue. So this has been a very special episode of Captain America. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this character isn't going to, uh, isn't going to be canon. It's not going to, he's not going to be uh, in the, the other series. It's just sort of a one-off uh, make a quick buck off the queer community kind of thing. Well, I mean, you do have to give them this much. I think Marvel has mm-hmm. been fairly inclusive, though. Yes. So, I mean, there are gay characters, right, in the normal canon the, of things. There are. But... Yes, I mean, I really, I, I wouldn't say as much of a cash grab, though, then, at this point. Yeah. See, to me, it yeah. still is a little bit. I uh, Because the gay characters and uh, the queer characters are still vastly in the minority. Okay. And this would not feel like a little bit of a cash grab for me. One, if it weren't coming out during pride month mm-hmm. and two, if this were a real character that was going to stick around and continue to exist in the Marvel universe, or maybe it'll just come around for pride, you know, you know, find this lost shield at pride. Right. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, have, this had the, had the peel the people off top of it you know right yeah doing bad things yeah yeah (laughs) but when when a company does something during pride month you got to kind of look at it with at least a little bit of side eye i now if this were to happen if they were coming out with a limited run series with a new gay captain america during october when they don't have to you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i just because hey i've decided to i've decided to create this new character for this great community then that would be wonderful. But this is just sort of like, uh, uh, it's pride month. We'd better do something for the gays. What should we do? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's better than what we were dealing with, with in the eighties and nineties, you know, so you're, you're absolutely correct. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. I, I think at this point we're kind of, you know, unfairly picking apart people for being inclusive here, you know? So sure. you know, that, that's the way I look at it. There is, you know, yeah, I guess now that you could say it's a cash grab, but on the other hand there, it's kind of like it's a hell of a lot better than things used to be, you know? Yes, absolutely. You you are completely correct about that. But with the progress that has been made, I uh, comes the ability to have these kind of, uh, these kind of conversations, which, which I, I like, I like that privilege. 
Absolutely. So, um, also too, yeah, we have somebody who's not a superhero, Milo Yiannopoulos. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we uh, talked about him in a previous episode here. Well, guess what? I don't okay. want to. I don't want to know. Let's just so, end. The, let's just end the show right now. I don't even want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Not straight cast. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so we talked about how he came out as ex-gay a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So now he wants to build a freaking conversion therapy center. You know, these things that are being banned by law in many states. Yeah. Apparently now he wants to go ahead and actually build a conversion center. So um, he also then alleged, too, he's only been publicly gay to frustrate his political opponents. Uh... So, Yeah. Apparently, also, too, on top of this, is that his husband has been demoted to housemate. The transition has not been easy, from what he said, but that it could be worse for him, I guess. So, um, yeah, but here's the funny thing is that all the uh, queer, gay Twitter users are all like, yay, he's not gay anymore. Thank God. Well, you know, here's the worst part about all this here is that um, according to the New York Post, he's currently fundraising for this project to open up this conversion therapy center. Okay. Um, He said he's having an easy time finding financial backers. He said, I think part of that is the resurgence of religious, socially conservative, kind of reactionary politics along noisy young conservatives. He um, also added that people who are kind of like DMing me right now ask where do i send the fucking check like get me in your program oh wow um yeah it's you know i i I think once again he's out of cash this is a cash grab yeah you know i i i feel like every conservative from trump to you know him are just you know trying to find ways to you know one pander to the conservatives and two separate a fool from their money yeah simple as that you know yeah I agree with you. And I don't want to get into this tangent. Let's just let me say this and then we'll move on. Yes. But uh, Donald Trump is also creating his own social media network, which we can talk about in a future episode. Or not talk about and hope it just goes away, right? <laughs> no way, man. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the first to sign up on that network. I wanna see what's happening in there. You gotta you gotta watch people. I was reading somewhere, it's like, you know, a a network like that that's just geared for Trump is not going to be good for anybody else. Nope. And I'm like, oh God, you know, this thing's gonna fail like his presidency and it's yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> the uh, last four months will probably be done, you know. Yeah. So uh, um we have another interesting story coming up here before we go to the break. Sure. And that's about um something that you're familiar with that yeah. you help people out with. Uh, and that's OnlyFans. You do work for some people there and help them out um, in managing sure. their uh, online public personas. Sure. Yeah, I I help a couple of different people manage their adult brand. I, you know, through Twitter and uh, other social media, basically to get eyes on their OnlyFans site. And what's uh, what's being reported here by Vice is that uh, OnlyFans is banning public sex i i what the platform's recent addition to the rules forbids content that's shot from a public place where members of the public 
are reasonably likely to see the activities being illustrated, quote, uh, which is difficult to police uh, uh, because it's Well, here's something of, interesting, Jason. They yeah. actually confused the topic more because after I put that story in on our spreadsheet on March 19th, um, OnlyFans told them, outdoor nudity is permitted on the platform so long as that the content is legal within the jurisdiction of where the content is posted. Confusion. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's wow. just even more confusing now. Okay, so. Absolutely. Am I allowed to be nude outside? You know, am I not? Yeah. I'm just right. like. So I guess what they're trying to say here is, is that if there's no expectation of somebody seeing you mm -hmm. in that area, it's legal. Like, for example, if you're in your backyard in an enclosed environment or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that probably would be legal. On the other hand, if you're outside in a national park somewhere, that probably wouldn't be legal. Right. Right. Well, so there are a lot of um uh there are a lot of people that uh that post out in the woods or on their own private property and they have a lot of acres, you know. I mm -hmm. things like that where there's not a person around for miles. But what they're going to require you to do is prove that you are permitted to be on that property. And Boy, that's uh, going to become very complicated, huh? Yeah. It's going to be, it's going here, to be very, here, here's my mortgage. You know? <laughs> yeah. Here's the here's deed. My lease, you know? Here's, here's the deed to my house. <laughs> uh, it's going to be very difficult uh, to uh, police that sort of thing. And I, I question whether or not they're going to go a little bit overboard and just remove all questionable content until it can be proven uh, that it doesn't violate the terms of, of service. Uh, but it could, there are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of content creators that could take a hit from this. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking there. Or at least some of their content yeah. is going to take the hit there. It's going to have to be um, rethought, you know? Right. And yeah, that becomes real tough there. You know, it's kind of like, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, what constitutes legal and illegal in that kind of sense? I guess it depends on where you're at, you know? Right. I guess that's what they're trying to say there is that don't break the law in making your content. Right. Well, OnlyFans is the recognized brand, uh, sort of like uh, Band-Aid, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are alternatives. Like, there's just for fans. Uh well, that's and, a good question. What's the big difference between those? I've never quite understood that, to be honest with you. Well, Just for Fans had started out as like the gay alternative. Oh, okay. But uh, it's sort of turned into really whoever wants to put videos up there can. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like the difference between like Pornhub and Xtube. That's not a great example, but... Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, it started out as mostly for and by gay people. Uh, okay. I met and uh, hung out with the owner of oh, Just really? for Fans, Dominic Ford. Yeah. Okay. I he attended the last uh, bathhouse conference. Okay. And we oh, went they to have conferences. Yeah, it's like you're all sitting yeah. in a conference room. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Spreadsheets, uh, you know, and that, powerpoints. That's, right. <laughs> that's exactly what happens, and we have. How can uh, we get more dicks and more mouths? <laughs> <laughs> it's more about like insurance and credit card companies and oh, okay. uh, meeting with vendors. I. Uh, 
And we also, oh, this this last one that we did was uh, uh, active shooter training. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Every every workplace has that now, and I guess yeah. you guys are really no different, huh? Right. I imagine that would even be a even scarier thing, because where would they hide the um, pistol in the caboose? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but uh, so at one point, everybody, you know, we take a break for for the evening, and it's just sort of like unspoken that everybody kind of goes out to eat together Mm -hmm. and everybody wanted to go to this really stuffy place okay and i was with uh cherry and uh dominic the owner of just for fans and i kind of whispered i was like i'd rather go to chinese buffet and they were like yeah me too so we (laughs) we went to chinese buffet that's cool yeah yeah like you you brought up an important point about credit cards and everything yeah i guess that's the reason why they instituted this rule actually was is that i guess um they were fearing that they may have problems with visa mastercard and all the other credit card processors right uh because that's the same issue i guess that pornhub ran into where they lost their credit card processing capabilities because of the content that was on their site so i guess they're trying to proactively avoid that but they may be overreaching here in this case you know, banning the completely legal content. So I understand kind of like the conundrum that they're in here. Right. That's absolutely correct. These banks, these credit card companies and banks, they put a lot of pressure on their big merchants uh, on how to behave. Uh, they, uh, They got to Pornhub. Pornhub had to remove a lot of content, and now they're putting the pressure on OnlyFans. As OnlyFans has exploded during the pandemic. I mean, it's been around for a little while, but it exploded Mm -hmm. during the pandemic. So now the banks are kind of like, Hey, we don't want any liability. Uh, you know, we, we need you to kind of start taking some measures for our safety here. Stop exploding all over the place. Everybody and only fans. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Uh, yeah, I think we're at the halfway point of the show here. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to take a break and we're going to be right back. So not straight cast right after this. If ensuring speed and security for your websites is a top priority for you, then search no further than Vox Onyx's shared website hosting plans. Vox Onyx uses SSD powered servers and provides numerous site acceleration tools that will make your websites load noticeably faster. Additionally, Voxonics has deployed ZFS data storage to shield your website contents from corruption. Also, Voxonics will manage the task of migrating all the websites you need to their system at no cost to you. Get started with a free 30-day trial. You don't even need a credit card at voxonics.com. That's V-O-X-O-N-X.com. Afterwards, it's only $4.42 per month. Visit Voxonics.com to get started now. Welcome back to Not Straight Cast. Once again, here's Jason and Joe. Thanks, Deep Throat. Anyways, uh, Jason, <laughs> did you have fun during your uh, break there? I did. Uh, <laughs> what did you do this time? I, I ran out and refilled my coffee. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of drinks, yeah, I managed to spill fruit juice on myself there before we started the show. So, oh, it's a good thing we don't have cameras on, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's uh, go ahead here and let's uh, continue on with the show here. So, yeah. The next story that we have here is um, 
we talked about this last show actually where the um vatican decided not to bless same-sex marriages that's so, right yeah so. because it's they what what did they say because they can't bless sin <laughs> so here's like what that. they said it's not Licit to impart a blessing on relationships or partnerships, even stable, that involves sexual activity outside of marriage. Oh, wow. As is the case of the unions between persons of the same sex. <laughs> the presence of such relationships of positive elements, which are in themselves to be valued and appreciated, cannot justify these relationships and render them legitimate objects of an accessional blessing since oh, wow. the positive elements exist within the context of a union not ordered to the creator's plan yeah. basically fuck you gays is basically what they said in all those words yeah pretty much <laughs> so yeah so the gay celebrities <laughs> they've started sharing their thoughts on this and uh, it's great so Billy as Eichner, i would hope they would yeah the so billy Agner, you know like the really you know nervous oh, yeah. running around guy with the microphone yeah yeah so um he tweeted he's like can a nice gay gentleman like myself just be able to sit here and enjoy glenn close's eighth oscar nomination without having to see this shit <laughs> so uh yeah uh so eugene no not eugene levy dan levy dan levy yeah yeah he responded back he's like never been more jealous of a caption kudos so <laughs> and then eichner responded back he said let's get married just to make the pope angry so uh, Dan responded back with two simple emojis, the image of two men standing side by side and a heart emoji. So what was funny though, is, is that then, um, Elton John got in on the action here. Huh? So he said in a tweet, how can the Vatican refuse the blessed gay marriages because they are sin yet happily make a profit from investing millions in rocket man. So a film which celebrates my finding happiness for my marriage to David. So the Vatican, yeah. So the Vatican, uh, uh, funded rocket man. Yeah. So according to Newsweek, the Vatican invested about $1.2 million in rocket man in 2019. The money came from the Centurion global fund in Malta, which is funded by in a two thirds by the Vatican secretariat of state department. So the fund made a joint $4.3 million payment between rocket man in men in black international and ultimately supported and profited off gay content. Wow. Uh, Why hypocrisy is... to the highest degree right there. I mean, it's kind of like, right. It, it, if it ain't the pedophilia that exists in the church, mm -hmm. you know, the priest taking advantage of young boys, then what else is there left for them to be hypocrites about here? I mean, yeah. I also wonder why a religious organization is funding American film. <laughs> well, they're probably looking at it from a profit and loss perspective as right. like, Hey, can we make money from this here? You know? Right. That's just, it's so weird. Yeah. I mean, so it's, you know, one of those cases there where uh, I just think that instead of them looking at it, okay, okay what's the content of this film? Yeah. They're just looking at it as like, okay, uh, we're just going to put money into this investment there, you know, not caring, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I have money um, in GameStop. I own half a share. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I know. But I'm I'm the stupid one. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't I owned it before 
and it was like a hundred bucks and it went down to like forty dollars and I sold it because I'm like, yeah. oh my god, I'm losing money on this. Yeah. It shoots back up to two hundred dollars. Oh wow. And uh at that point I'm like, you know, maybe I should get back into this. So I, at that point I could only afford to buy half a share, you know, with my hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause I'd lost money before on it. Oh no. And uh now it's just kind of like hovering around two hundred and you know, it's not gaining or losing anything. It's just really weird yeah that, yeah <laughs> i'm just like but getting back to the point of the story here you know what i'm saying here is is that they're quite looking at this like okay is this movie gonna make a lot of money then yeah we're gonna put money into this here and we're gonna make more money for ourselves sure hypocrisy comes a point you know where the content of the film is exactly what they're against you know so you think they put their money where their mouth is but in this case mm-hmm. they're not they're going ahead there and they're just saying, hey, we're going to make money hand over fist and we don't care how we make it. Yeah. And fuck you to the gays. <laughs> speaking speaking of fuck you to the gays. <laughs> I, so at the beginning of the pandemic, I, I, I'm guessing on this timeline, so it might not be accurate. Every day just kind of runs together now. But at the beginning of the, t- the pandemic, I... A lot of people started coming out and talking about how horribly uh, they were treated by Ellen DeGeneres, right? Yes. And uh, it was like her staffers and people that had met her uh, and people that were around her, you know, because she's got this bright, bubbly, positive personality on her show. And people were saying, hey, that is not how she how she is behind the scenes. And then the, uh, the work from home thing started and she, I didn't bring on any of her staff and hired an outside company to come in and, and do the setup uh, to create the studio in her living room. Uh, And for a long time, it seemed like Ellen DeGeneres was going to be canceled. There were people talking about who should replace Ellen DeGeneres. I mean, everybody was just shitting upon her because of the fact that, you know, she basically was being outed as somebody who's not nearly as nice as she appears to be. Right. She always kind of rubbed me a little bit the wrong way, to be honest with you. So it didn't necessarily surprise me to see this, but just to the extent. Right. That I saw that I think shocked a lot of people, you know, right. it certainly wasn't good for her brand. Absolutely. Well, it was so bad as a matter of fact that she ended up making a statement about it at one point. Well, she liked when her show came back from yeah. a break, she made a statement about it, but then she was joking about it and people were pissed about that as well. Yeah. Well, so when her show came back and it was her and her show, I was like, oh, I thought she was getting canceled. Uh, so I was kind of surprised. And uh, so now uh, it seems as though the ratings have uh, just dramatically dropped. Uh, According to an article that I have here from uh, pinknews.com or (laughs) uh, .co.uk. I'm so used to... UK, I know. Yeah, Yeah, right? Uh, I'm so used to just saying .com. But uh, so I... Pinknews.com will probably take you to vagina news, so... You know, that no. that would be the American <laughs> right. thing to do. Right. Uh, but so uh, amid the different uh, the different uh, claims and and whatnot, uh, it seems as though, according to this article, uh, her 
audience just kind of seemed to dwindle off. Now there's a group of her audience, uh, you know, the, the middle-aged, uh, housewife, uh, type of group. I, I don't see them ever going anywhere. Yeah. And she actually lost, um, a million viewers Yeah, from last year to this year. So she was at 2.6. Yeah. Now she's down to an average of about 1.5 million. Yeah. For the last six months. Yeah. It's, 43% drop. That's big. Yeah. That's huge. That's crazy. Especially with, uh, uh, so she's, a, she's averaging about 1.5 right now. You've mm-hmm. got the other shows like Dr. Phil that's up at 2.5, uh, live with Kelly and Ryan. It's at 2.7. Uh, you know, it's, it's starting to become one of the less popular shows on the network and, you know, well, she's syndicated. So, I mean, basically in that case there, but a lot of these shows are, you know, right. so, right. You know, so she's falling in line now with like, you know, not my daddy, Maury Povich, <laughs> you know, yeah. but, um, Kelly Clarkson kind of surprised me there cause she has 1.3. So Ellen's still a little more popular. Right. But Ellen also has what more than a decade, you know, or even more than that, even, you know, sure. Honor there. I mean, Kelly has been doing very well, you know, um, you know, just and and what was funny there too. I also read that Drew Barrymore show, which mm-hmm. honestly makes me cringe. <laughs> oh, I just, love, I love her. She's different. Yeah. You know, it's, she's takes some getting used to. Yeah. She, she did get renewed. Okay. Yeah, so there'll be a second season of that there. But I mean, of course, it's like I, I feel like she's like manic depressive, you know. She goes between happiness and crying. Well when you've a got a you know? when you've got a talk show like that, a daytime talk show, you're not gonna find your audience and you're not gonna find your groove in that first year. True. Uh, if you take a look at Ellen's first couple of seasons, it's not exactly what it is now that everybody has grown to love. Uh, you've got to kind of uh, fall in love with that that host over a period of time, uh, and the host kind of matures and, and relaxes a little bit. So hopefully, and then Drew, she turns on you. And then she turns on she you, starts stabbing you in the back. You know, and that's what makes me sad about this Ellen thing uh, because I do enjoy watching the clips from her shows where, like, she donates money to people that need it and goes and finds uh, uh, families that are struggling and helps them out and you know, stuff like that. And then she kills them. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, she does good things. It's just a shame that she only does that in front of the camera. Turns around and then it's like, what the hell? You know, yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, it's just, I mean, but, you know, that was the funny thing is that people then were going and looking back at old episodes of Ellen and they're starting to point out things that she was doing on the show itself like making fun of people or uh, just um just forgetting things or you know, yeah stuff like that uh, yeah yeah so it was um quite interesting as to see that share sh- like it was actually showing up as a drop in the ratings wow and uh it said here that her core audience of uh, uh people under 50 something has also dropped by 30 something percent. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, of course that leads to less revenue. Sure. In regards there with, um, advertising there. She raked in 131 in 2019 and 2010. 
Um, from 2020 to 2021, however, um, it dropped by 20%. So oh, wow. Now she's contracted till the end of next year. Yes. So still, I mean, she's still fairly highly rated. I mean, the show is profitable if it makes money. But I have a feeling we're seeing the beginning of the end. Right. You know, and actually yeah. when I said it was a decade earlier, it's actually 19th season. So it's almost two decades now. Wow. That's so, crazy. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a good run, even if she kind of faded away. I mean, because other shows, do you remember Phil Donahue? Yes. You know, he had a very popular show and then everybody else started robbing on the scene like Oprah. Yeah. Um, Ricky Lake. You know, that's when all these other shows started to come about. You know, Donahue was kind of like the original guy, you know, and he had a long run too there. But, you know, all good things must come to an end. And I think what we're starting to see here is the beginning of Ellen, you know, starting to kind of fade away. And that's, she's she's getting older now and yeah, everything. I imagine she probably is looking to retire, you know, so. So, I mean, she she's had a good run, but she kind of paved the way for, you know, all these other shows. Unfortunately, it seems like, you know, she's kind of leaving a little bit more of a whimper now than I think she would like. Yeah. Know? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, speaking of uh, whimpering, there are seven things that gay viewers find a turnoff when watching porn. Is that so? Yes. Okay. So, the first one is over-the-top moaning. Oh, like, yeah. I, you know, like the, I don't like uh, that. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 yes, yes, do it. Yes. Oh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't Yeah, that's all you have a response to that. Yeah. Whatever. I don't like I don't like that at all. Especially when it's overdubbed and they're not even saying it. <laughs> yeah. In the video. That's that's the worst thing. Yeah. So you know, the dramatic like, oh shit, you know. Ah fuck. <laughs> yeah. So what's the next one? Uncomfortably young looking guys. Oh so, yeah, that like, would yeah, that would that would be nerve wracking. You're you're looking at your phone, you're watching some porn, and you click on a video, and the guy looks like really young. You're you're like, fuck, uh, am I going to have the FBI here right. in an hour? You know? Yeah, but I mean, you know, some people have good genes. Some of us are like growing hair where we don't like it. So yeah, you know. Um, other one. This is a big one for me. Use of illegal mm. drugs. You know? Oh yeah. There is. There is nothing more of a turnoff than to watch somebody smoke meth. Yeah. While, you know, like plunging their limp dick into somebody, you know, <laughs> yeah. let's be honest. I mean, it's kind of like, I don't understand that people do meth. Okay. Yeah. People do meth. Usually I guess can't get erect. Okay. How are these two compatible? You know, were you having sex with a bunch of limp dicks? So I don't know about that. Um, so, so we had a discussion in a previous episode about drugs. Yeah. And uh, where, where we want to check for them with other people on Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> there there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of people in this city that do meth and they they party. Mm -hmm. I and I've spent time around them. I know some of them. I and from what I understand, one of the big reasons that they're super into that party lifestyle is because sex is better on the drug. Well, maybe I'm thinking they think it's better, but it's actually probably just maybe more mediocre than actually yeah. not being on drugs. Um, there's some other ones here too. Incest. Sure. You know, that's weird. 
because there's actually all these uh, channels now that cater to that. So, yeah, I, I found that one kind of odd as well. I know. Every time I go to Pornhub, it's like, you know, I fucked my brother or my stepmom or, you know, something like that right on the main page. And it has been for like a year now. Well, somebody likes it. Um, also, too, I think something that neither one of us like. Lazy tops. Oh, yeah. And lazy bottoms. <laughs> I think it's just in general, you know. Yeah. The uh, there's a quote on the lazy bottoms. Uh this guy shared bottoms that just lay there. I feel like they should be doing just as much work as the top. It's like, yeah. I mean, well, I I don't know. So now I'm now I'm picturing it. It's what do you want them to do? Moan. I don't know, but then it goes back to the first one where it's like, wiggle. Shut up, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know what is a turn off for me though? What? Kind of after they're done. And people who then push the other partner's load out. Oh yeah, I don't like that. It, I yeah. Ew. Yeah. You know, just either show me it, you know, but don't show me it in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that either. I don't I don't like watching watching it plop out <laughs> right yeah because you're kind of just worried you're kind of nervous for the bottom it's kind of like yeah know, how well did you clean today yeah anyways <laughs> and the last one they showed here which i don't agree with at all and i think you're gonna have issue with as well mm -hmm. the scenarios including women huh so no i mean you know what sometimes you need to be a little more stimulated you know i'll be yeah. completely honest I've looked at buy porn. I've looked at yeah. street porn. You know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you just need a little variety in your life, you know? Yeah. Well, as a, a pansexual person, I watch all exactly. types of porn. Uh, and I actually have the opposite argument. So this guy said that he didn't like scenarios including women. Uh, it's a turnoff for him because porn involving women isn't, uh, he said, quote, porn involving women isn't too bad for me unless it focuses too much on women, hence why I don't watch bi porn. My problem with bi porn is because it focuses too much on the men. I See, that's why I like bi porn sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, different strokes for different folks, literally. Yeah, absolutely. It down to, you know, but I absolutely. mean, I, I think there's some things you agree upon, you know, it's sure. like, act like you care, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like you're, you're just not there for the money, you know, and you're going to believe afterwards, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I don't even care about bad acting. I just want, uh, for me, it's good camera shots. Mm -hmm. I don't want to watch a video of two people having sex and the video was shot from a phone camera that was propped up over on the side of the room. You know what I mean? I want good camera shots. I want to be yeah. able to, to see everything. And I want the angle to change from time to time. Right. But, you know, if it's amateur, I can deal with it not changing. You know, I can yeah. understand why you can't change it in that case. Yeah. But sometimes I think people have to start using their imaginations again. Yeah. Um, have you ever visited nifty.org? I don't think so. Um, nifty Erotic Stories Archive. It's been around since 1992. Oh, wow. It actually started at CMU. Huh. Believe it or not, which is Carnegie Mellon University here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. It was hosted there for a while. Um, it's been taken over and um, it's managed to survive. It's actually a nonprofit organization now. Oh, wow. And so if you want to donate money, you can deduct it on your taxes. Ooh. <laughs> but they have stories on everything, even some of the things that people don't like in this list. Yeah. 
And what's interesting about it is that the person who maintains it nowadays, I don't even think, is part of the LGBTQIA community. Oh, wow. But what's interesting is that they're very much a free speech advocate. So they're supportive of the fact that people should have the right to, you know, be able to publish what they would like. In this case, you know, it's written stories. Sure. So I just found that very interesting. And that's another suggestion for everybody out there is nifty.org. So I'm kind of, I'm probably going to go check that out as soon as this is done. You name it. It's there. Yeah. It's been around forever, but, um, you know, there's something about a good written story that can definitely, you know, yeah, absolutely. Turn you on. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. And something that's turning on other people here is in our guess what time it is. What time is it? The not straight cast moment of conclusion. Thank you very much, Sir <laughs> Moment of a conclusion for today. <laughs> nice. So what do we what do we got for our moment of conclusion today? Well, you know, like how physical activity turns folks on. Yeah. Well, Max Wax Museum. Okay. Had to remove a Donald Trump figure after people kept punching it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. A wax museum in San Antonio, Texas, has made the decision to remove its figure of Donald Trump for the simple reason that guests in their establishment wouldn't stop punching it in the face. According to the San Antonio Express News, Louis Tussauds Waxworks on Alamo Plaza has moved the wax figure to storage for now. (laughs) So the removal happened in July 2020. As yeah, the presidential election was heating up, and uh, the attacks on the wax Trump became more frequent. Apparently, though, even moving him to the lobby in view of the staff members didn't stop people from punching him. Really? So, yeah. So, um, however, though, uh, we will say this much. Um, they've actually have had trouble with every wax president. Oh, okay. So no matter it was Bush, Obama, or Trump, they've all had people beat him. <laughs> ears were torn off Obama six times and then George W. Bush's nose was punched in. Wow. So um, in this case here, um, yeah, what's interesting is is that Madame Trousseau's Trump's wax figure in Berlin, just mm-hmm. days before the 2020 election, the museum literally put their wax Trump in the trash along with a MAGA hat and number of little tweet signs saying things like, you're fired? Yeah. <laughs> and they rolled them out to the dumpster right past a grinning figure of Barack Obama. That's crazy. You know, why wouldn't they, why wouldn't they just put them behind like a plexiglass wall or something? Plexiglass is like, they could get some plexiglass for like 15 bucks. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Probably because they would take the plexiglass and use it as a weapon against the, uh, wax figurine. (laughs) Possibly, (laughs) but there's also like, like decapitating Trump with, you know, there's also the a part of me glass. as a marketing person that would want to take a look at their numbers uh, from the time that Donald Trump was out versus the time that he's put away. And if people are like, if, if the uh, foot traffic is heavily increased when people are punching him, then uh, just put him out and let people punch him if it's bringing in more money. Well, I think he becomes so disfigured that, you know, yeah. looking at a big uh, lump of uh, wax, you know, as opposed to a uh, actual, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, like, like, uh, like, like, like also too, I'm like, did you ever see um, in the hall of presidents um, at the Disney, 
the Disney attraction. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Yeah. It's that I, thing I, that's like in that circular. Yeah. With the robot theater. presidents. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do you remember what Trump's president, you know, like what Trump looked like? No, I didn't. In there. Mm-mm. It looked like they like thought Hillary was going to win. Uh-huh. And then Trump won. And so it kind of looks weirdly a little bit like Hillary. Oh, wow. But with Trump's <laughs> hair, you know, so. <laughs> I kind of want to, I kind of want to Google that. <laughs> it's weird yeah but um anyways yeah i think we've come to the end of the show do you agree i do i especially now because i'm looking at that a picture of that robot of donald trump and i don't want to look at it anymore right yeah so if you want to have <laughs> nightmares <laughs> anyways All right. yeah so this has been yet another not straight cast Make sure to subscribe to us for all great podcasters sold. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube. And also, we have two new places now that we're at. We're on Amazon Podcasts and Audible. Woo! As well, there, yeah. You can also visit yeah. our website, notstraightcast.com. You can either spell it out with the 8, like STR8, or you can write just N-O-T-S-T-R-A-I-G-H-T, cast.com. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, trust me, we've thought of these things. <laughs> and you can also email us at email at notstraightcast.com spelled with the eight. Yes, and also catch us on Facebook and Twitter mm-hmm. at notstraightcast with eight as well. So anyways, Jason, it's been fun. It has been fun. We'll talk to you again next week. Have a good one. <laughs>